Friends in Christ, one of the required courses of every seminarian studying for the priesthood is a course on canon law. So canon law comprises all of the laws and the rules that govern our lives as Catholics. So everything from the sale of church property, if a diocese wants to sell property that belongs to the church, canon law governs that process. The laws for marriage and all of the sacraments, our rights and responsibilities as baptized Christians, all of these are governed by canon law. But there's one law that's more important and in a certain sense supersedes all the others. It's the final one, number 1,752, to be precise, says the supreme law of the church is the salvation of souls. That that's the most important law that God gives to us. The salvation of souls, that the you and I should make it home to eternal life with God. I mentioned that this weekend because the readings that we have are difficult and they have us confronting sin. That we're called to confront the sin that could separate us from God and from that salvation. The book of the prophet Ezekiel, in our first reading, God says, I have appointed you watchman for the house of Israel. And you are to tell the wicked man that he will surely die for committing these sins. That sin is a matter of life and death in the book of the prophet Ezekiel. The church has always understood mortal sin to be that sin that's so serious and grave that it can separate us from the life of God. It can destroy the life of grace in the soul. And you remember from your catechism classes that there are three things that make up a mortal sin. First and foremost, it has to be grave matter. And so it's serious. It's not some minor infraction. Something we perhaps do by mistake that we call venial sin. Something minor. It's grave matter. Secondly, we have knowledge that it's grave matter. We know and are aware of the fact that it's serious. And thirdly, freedom, that we freely choose to do it. We say, I know it's serious, I know it's grave, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. If those three conditions are met, then it's considered to be a mortal sin. And in our culture, there are many things that are done commonly in the world we live in that are contrary to the teachings of our faith and would constitute grave matter. Pornography is grave matter. It's been described by some as the epidemic of our time. That it's so common, it's so destructive of relationships between men and women and our relationship with God. Refusal to worship God on Sunday 
also grave matter. Sex outside of marriage is grave matter. Greatly harming the reputation of another person, so something I say about another person greatly harms their reputation. That's grave matter. Being aware of these things and doing them is enough to separate us from God, to destroy the life of grace in the soul. And the church warns us about these things and those like them, all grave matter. Not because the church is about saying no and refusing us, but because the church is about saying yes to the life of grace and the life of God that we're invited to. The supreme law of the church is reconciliation, healing, salvation. That's why the gospel is so strong about us confronting those who have sinned against us. To go to them privately, Jesus says. And then to go with several others to confront that situation, to say, I love you. I want a reconciliation here. And then to bring it to the church. The church wants mercy to triumph because God wants mercy to triumph in our lives. How are we called to do that? To acknowledge our need for God. We conclude this weekend the powerful true story told by Venerable Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Sheen tells the story of a woman who approached him and asked if he would visit her brother in the hospital who was dying. And he said, of course I will. And she said, there are two things you need to know before you visit him. Firstly, I've sent over a dozen priests to see him and he's thrown them all out. You should know that. (laughs) Secondly, she says, my brother was not a bad man. He was an evil man. And some of the things that he has done, I fear will cause him to lose his soul. I'm frightened for his salvation. So Archbishop Fulton Sheen went to visit the man in the hospital and realizing he wouldn't fear any better than those who went before him, he stayed in the room for five seconds and then he left. The next day he came in and stayed for five seconds more. And without saying a word, he left. And he made the decision to come back with the blessed sacrament in his pocket and the anointing oils. And by the end of 30 days, he was staying for up to 30 minutes at a time. And still he had said nothing. Always checking with the nurses to find out the condition of the man's health. On the 40th day, He approached him and said, William, you're going to die tonight. And the man said, I know. Now get out. And Archbishop Fulton Sheen said, but I'm sure you want to make your peace with God. The man said, I do not. Now leave. And so finally he said, I will go, but promise me that before you die tonight, You will say, my Jesus, have mercy. The man said, I will not. Now get out. 
Archbishop Fulton Sheen left the room and he approached the nurse and said, this is my telephone number. If he calls for me at all, call me immediately. I'll come no matter what time it is. At 4.30 in the morning, the nurse called Archbishop Fulton Sheen and she said, Your Excellency, we wanted you to know that William died last night. And he said, I'm very sorry to hear that. And she said, we wanted you to know that he died well. He said, why would you say such a thing? And the nurse said, because from the moment you left the room until the moment that he died, he said over and over again, my Jesus have mercy. There are many laws that govern our lives in the church. And all of them lead us to a deeper relationship with Christ. It's the overwhelming passion of our Lord that we should come before him and receive the life of grace. Where are we called to confront the obstacles to that life? To confront our own sins and our need for forgiveness and the triumph of mercy in our lives. Because the supreme law of the church is the salvation of souls.